0: Welcome back to Half-Cocked, people. It's your boy Ashcon over here with Sheldon. We've got a special guest for y'all today. I'm going to let Sheldon bring him to the table. we had got uh, Mr.
1: Angelo Orcello uh, come and speak with us today about our topic. Um, he does have a podcast, The Last Parking Spot, so if y'all haven't checked it out, go ahead and give it a look. It's actually really good. Uh, you got, like, 13, 14 episodes yeah, on it, right so y'all check it out. It's pretty good. We'll let him introduce himself and
2: talk a little bit about him, and then we'll get started. No, hey, yeah. Guys, thanks for having me. Half-Cocked, that's a great name i awesome. <laughs> so, so proud of that and, you know just seeing the podcast because kind of like it sticks with me when people say hey like what well, you did kind of inspired me like podcasts uh, there's some people that say they started like a, a YouTube channel mm-hmm. or one of my buddies in my program said uh, just because of one of my episodes he booked a uh, stand up because he used to be a comedian and then he was always like um, iffy about doing this and then he's like you know what Fuck it. You, you said something and i want to do it. So, yeah. so, like, like, yeah. i mean that's the whole point uh that's how i describe the last parking spot is that it provides that missing piece or that key to unlock something that someone's always been looking for so mm-hmm. i appreciate you guys having me on no, no doubt
0: no doubt you guys y'all know the deal there's no editing no filter you know, if you don't like what we have to say uh Somewhere on your phone, the exit button is right there. <laughs> so, uh, but our topic today is mental health, and we're going to break heavy down into it. Mental health from,
1: alone, and then also mental health in men.
0: Yeah, men especially, um, you know, breaking down the barriers of mental health, what comes with it in men, what causes it, what are the effects immediately afterwards, what kind of mental health, all everything and the cracks few in between. Yeah, this we're is definitely
1: definitely one of our more uh, sensitive and touchy topics. It's probably going to be one of our longer podcasts, too. I know our first one was only 32 minutes, so, you know, this one will probably be a little bit longer than that, but, uh, I mean, we're going to get down into the, the nitty-gritty of it. If anybody's got any stories they want to share about, you know, a mental health issue or, you know, what helped them at one point in time to get over one, I mean, feel free to share it, because, I mean, I definitely got some stories, and I'll probably end up sharing some tonight, too, so... ahead and jump on in it
0: let's do it so uh the first thing we'll probably just take take right the first in and is mental awareness yeah i think that's a big huge thing because not a lot of people have it not not a lot of people know what it means and it's, it's probably the number one trigger for a lot of people especially in men you know it's you have to be mentally aware of what you're capable of and what other people have the capabilities of affecting your mental status and your mental state. You know, it's, whether it's your girlfriend, significant other, your family, your dog, pet, work, it doesn't matter. Um, I think everybody should do their damnedest and best to build up the strongest mental state and awareness that you can have Because unexpected things happen in life, that's why it's called life. You know, Every day is a gift and it's a surprise. So you never know what's gonna come with it. Something can make your day, break your day, be the worst day of your life, but it's the state of your mental awareness that's gonna help you come back and bounce back from it. And I think think each of us has more than one story to share about that. And You know, obviously there's times you're flawed and you fall off with that, and you beat yourself up out the gate for a day, a month, a year, and there's days where it takes an hour and you're back up to, you know, 100%. So I think all of us are going to touch on that and push a little bit on it.
2: Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so one thing I just want to go off about like mental awareness there is I feel like at least from the men's side because that's, that's my main study. I love, I love studying people. I love learning mm-hmm. about people like social, sociology, but... I really like focusing on men, partially because I am a guy, but men are so interesting in my mind. And I think as men, uh, two things, two topics I want to talk about. One, we're too quick to uh, devalue Mm -hmm. things, especially Mm -hmm. ourselves. Absolutely. So, there's a thing where like, say like a girl uh, doesn't like you. You know, you flirt with her, you you try to go on a date with her. First, you're gonna devalue her. Okay, you're gonna bring her on a. You're gonna bring her down to a lower level, so you can feel higher. You can feel above her, like oh, she's not. I'm out of her league, or, or oh, she's a hoe anyway. So it doesn't matter. What's my loss? Well, a quick, quick response to that is that. Have you ever realized that, if there's no sustained of rejection, if you never have anything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if a girl, I go up to this. Say you guys had a girls' room. And, I, and her name was Bailey but like hey Bailey I've never like never met her we talked for the night but like hey Bailey you want to go grab some chipotle tomorrow she says no the immediate thought for men because society has built this into she just it, shot me down yeah I just got rejected yeah Like, hey you nothing you didn't lose anything yeah, there' was there's a, nothing there you, yeah you weren't at any state with her and you I guess you can say your date got rejected but you should be in a point where that's not everything Mm -hmm. like that date isn't your life kind of like we'll go back to the conversation we had prior to this so that's a little nugget right there and then two which I kind of want to lead off into a conversation is the power of our thoughts oh Oh. yes (laughs) the good good and the bad like it does have a negative connotation Mm -hmm. I would say is that oh I'm having bad thoughts and this is why I'm, I'm stuck okay everything in life is like a pendulum it can go back and forth yeah. okay just because bad thoughts or thinking poorly or negatively got you into the situation you're in what makes you think you can't think positively mm-hmm. or in a good light yeah and I uh, no, I trust me I understand
1: that one for sure right now um I'm literally at war with my mental thoughts every day um you know, some days are better than others. You know, you sit there and you think, well, you know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm me. You know, I'm tight as shit. I offer this, this, and this. Or, you know, I, I look at myself in this light, you know. Why not? And then, you know, other times you have that time where you're just like, you know, damn, I'm, maybe I'm not this. Maybe I'm not shit. Maybe I lack too much as this. Or, you know, maybe I didn't have enough of this for whatever reason. So no, I, I get that a lot. Mine hit me a lot at night. So throughout the day, I'm fine. Throughout the day, I'm distracted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get thoughts about, you know, significant other or whatever else in my life. You know, I, I think about it for a little bit, and then I notice that it changes my mood. And I've, I've noticed this for a while, and it's, it's always happened. Um, I used to get called out about it all the time. You know, I sit there and I'll think, like, I'm, personally, I'm a very insecure person. Uh, that's one of my biggest flaws, is I'm very insecure about my surroundings. I always what
2: do you mean by that.
1: So like I don't always feel like somebody's better. Somebody's got something better than I do. Somebody you got like
2: in comparison trick. Yeah,
1: somebody, you know, this person looks better than I do or you know, this person's got a better
0: better is that something. Like reference to someone else like looking at you or is that like a you looking at yourself? Me looking not? at myself. I have a very bad like you walk into the room and you immediately check
2: everyone out. Yeah. And you okay.
1: like so I have a very bad thing of I wanna be the best at everything I do. I want to offer the best in my life. to. good. That's
2: a good mentality.
1: I want to be the best at everything. Yeah. But also, you know, I wasn't the greatest in school. So, you know, Joe next to me, you know, got a master's degree. Maybe we're hitting on the same girl or we're doing whatever. He's already got me beat because he's already got a degree. And in my, in my head, he's got me beat by comparison because he's already done something I haven't done or, you know, that I don't have to offer. And that's one of my biggest traits. this is one of my biggest insecurity things is I always feel like there's something that needs to be offered. I need to offer something that somebody's not, somebody else isn't offering. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you know, everybody's in school. Everybody's in college. Everybody goes to college. Some people don't. You know, I didn't go to college. I mean, he went to college for a little bit. Um, my dad never went to college. His dad never went to college. So, like, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things that I just, I compare myself to a lot of people. And I have a... Very big self image of myself that I need to be this high and mighty of a person, or I need to be this big of a person. Like, you know, I'm very insecure about the way I look. Like, I need bigger muscles, or you know, I need a better job to offer more money, or you know, I need nicer teeth because dude next to me has got pearly whites all in his mouth, and I got a couple cracked teeth. Like, you know, stuff like that. I always, I always find that one thing that somebody next to me has that I don't, and then I compare it to myself, and then it gives me insecurities. <laughs> With me being insecure, it affects my mood. So then, like, I can be out with you guys. And I, I mean, we've been out multiple times. I don't know if you've ever seen me, like, if we're hanging out at the bars or, you know, hanging out at Marikas or something like that. You know, if you see me and I'm just like kind of staring off into space and I look angry, I like, guess like, you know, I got a bunch of mental thoughts of with my insecurities going on right there. Nah,
2: bro, I'm gonna be straight up with you. Like, I'm a complete, completely different person. Like, before March, I going back to like the conversation about comfortable. I was like in a very comfortable state yeah. for like four years so that's like tacky as it sounds like I'm definitely an ugly person compared yeah. to who I was but yeah go on I get um, what you're saying that's all that's all I got oh, that's all you're saying
1: yeah I mean I just I'm a very one of my you know I guess toxic traits is I'm a very insecure person I always feel like I need to offer that little bit of extra
2: well that, I wouldn't say it's a toxic trait that little yeah, bit yeah, you know I, I, I compare that.
1: myself to everybody yeah I mean, it's, I don't know what it is, and you know, I mean, I offer a lot. I mean, you know, nine times out of ten, you
2: if it's uh, you're raised that way. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I felt like, you know, I always had to be, like I was always a, I was always the one in school that it was like, oh, if you graduate school, mm. we'll be proud of you. Yeah, if you do this, we'll be proud of you. So you know, when I joined the army, I was like, well, fuck it. I mean, nobody else is doing what I'm doing, so you know, fuck it. That's the one thing I can say that I've done that, you know, my sister or, you know, my cousin or whatever hasn't done that I like compare myself to a little
2: bit. So what have you, can you tell me something that you've done for the sole purpose of you doing it and not with any outside Uh, influences like I'm doing, like instead of, for example, going to the gym, working out. Is that something that you're doing for your benefit, or yeah, you're doing the, it
1: because? Recently, yes, the gym has been for my benefit. The gym has always needed to be for my benefit. Um, Does that make sense? Does that make yeah. question make sense? So, if you want the hundred percent honest answer, nothing.
2: Uh, you I, haven't done anything that that was just like doing I, haven't, this for I, show I haven't done
1: anything that I'm like yeah, this is this is for me. Yeah. This is because I want to do it. I find something that I'm interested in that you know maybe I talked with you about or I talked with him about mm-hmm. or. Something like that, and then I think about it for a little bit, and I'm like, you know what, that is interesting, and then I'll go do it. But, like, I, you know, really nothing. I mean, the Army, I always knew I was gonna join the Army. Always, my dad had it in my head. Hey, either you graduate, you go to college, or hey, you go to the Army. Yeah. Well, I went to the Army. So, you know, there, there hasn't been like that one decision where I'm like, this is, excuse me, this is strictly for me. And here recently, I've been, you know, going to the gym. Uh, I wake up every morning at Five o'clock. That's
2: that's impressive. Uh, I
1: run two. I run two miles. Come home, take a cold shower. Um, usually, try to read a little bit. Um, most of the time, I honestly just kind of like fall back asleep until cool. I go to work. But
2: I don't mean to cut you off again. But that reading, th- those three things you just did answered my question. Yeah, I mean
1: those. So it doesn't have to be huge. Yeah, I mean like life choices. Those are those little things that I've been doing for myself more often than that's not. That's where it starts. But that's where you know, it. Life choices wise, you know. I decided I want to join the army because my dad had that in my head. You know, I decided that I should probably go to college because all of my friends were going to college, and then I never did. I decided, you know, maybe you know, maybe I'll go be a firefighter because I was talking to my buddy about being a firefighter, and he said he loves it. I was like, you know, that's actually a pretty good job. Sounds interesting enough. Maybe I'll go do that. So, like, I you know, like I find the little things that I want to do for my own but you know, I don't necessarily know how to incorporate them into my life. And that's... A, yeah. Yeah. That's,
0: that's the
2: key.
0: Yeah. A lot of it's just taking that first step. It's Whether it's baby or a, a giant step. You know, it's in the firefighter aspect. It's the application. And, and the waking up part, it's setting the alarm. It's you got to break down into what's, what can you do that's going to make that happen? And like for me... You know, yeah, I went I got a full ride to a, a hell of a school for engineering and I went to school for two years for engineering and I I love engineering to this day, but it wasn't what I wanna do. It wasn't, you know, I love that I didn't pay one penny for my dorm, one penny for any of that. But, you know, I came home and I hang out with him and I hang out with friends and I'd see everybody else, you know, partying or doing this and it's not that I didn't necessarily party or anything, but it was It was like, I knew I had to go at the time, but I knew I was going back there, which I called home. So, and I was like, you know, engineering's not what I want to do, and I had to break down on myself, and I was like, I want to be the police. Like, I want to, I had a fucked up childhood, Um, none other than my own doing, you know, I had uh, good parents, they were strict as shit, he can tell you. Um, And I just, you know, strict parents, every kid wants to be rebellious. And, you know, mom hated it, dad loved it, but it was like, you know, you do this, you lose everything, as in, like, your freedom of speech, the the way you post things, the things you post, the people you hang out with, da-da-da-da, and I was like, you know, what am I really going to do this? And I just stared at a computer screen for a day or two, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put in this application. And I was like, that's the start of it, and the next day, uh, they do a prep course, and they're like, hey, uh, when you hit submit, you change your life you know you're you're never going to be looked at the same again when you apply for another job or anything like that so you don't get this they can see that you applied to do this so I think excuse me the the baby steps of just if you want to better yourself whether it's the build up to it or the action of pulling the trigger to do it you know if you're waking up at 5 you're making a hell of a move setting that alarm the night before um, you know you want to be a firefighter you're making a hell of a move looking at the application and better yet submitting it you know you swearing in to go to the army it's all but it's all about the breakdown of what you want to do and why you want to do it and I think that's a thing that not a lot of people look at it's like oh I can get this out the gate you know I can I can get this and do that and all oh, get this kind of money and this. But it's like why are you doing it is it really for you or is it because you want that start out of yeah. $100,000 a year because yeah. that's your job Cause title like, yeah because me people are like oh, why do you want to be the police They don't make jack shit for money I don't give a shit about money I, you know based off my childhood and the way I grew up I was on both sides of the law it's like I want I don't care about money as long as I wake up every morning and I'm happy with what I'm doing and I know every day is going to be different and I can go out there and at least change or help one person's life that's fine with me and that's, that's how I look at it. You could, you could, I'll do it for free, you know, and that's why the work I do right now, I love it. I deal with people every day and juveniles, adults. And it's like, Hey, you know, and I think right now, especially cause I'm young, I can relate to some of these younger guys that are going through the same things I went to the mental issues, the physical, emotional, social, all that stuff. And be like, Hey, you know, five years ago, I was in the exact same shoes you're in. I took these steps, you know? I love this Well, like you were talking about the study of people and then going into men as well. It's like young teenagers, like boys, I want to be like, hey, like I did this exact same thing, but I want to know what, what do you have that's potential? What do you have that's not? What do you have that I lack and vice versa? And I can go, like, hey, I can help you here, this and that, and I can see and understand why you do certain things. And I may not know, but, you know, I can't change the world by myself, but I've got a perfectly working set of hands, so it's, you know, you can come together and do these things and it's all about you know what are you prepared to give to the world mentally physically all that
2: no yeah that's I mean I think that's the cheat code of life is just being able to wake up every day and wake up knowing that you have a purpose and what you're doing is either working towards your purpose or actually living out your purpose and then when you lay your head at night knowing that either you, you're a step closer to where you want to be, mm-hmm. or you completed something that you were supposed to do. And he, um, so, Benjamin Franklin, so his memoir is a very popular book to read, especially for like self-care or improvement. And a famous quote from him is, when he wakes up every day, he's he had, he's a very spiritual man, and you ask God, he'd be like, God, what good am I going to do today? Mm-hmm bestow on me something to do good to other people. And then when he goes to bed, he acknowledges the good that he did. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't do any good, he would track that. Like, wow, I didn't do anything Mm -hmm. good. as Good as in, like, not like selfish good. Like, oh, hey, I made my bed. Or uh, I was able to uh, make as much money as possible today. More like selfless. Mm -hmm. Like, I helped someone pack groceries, or you know, I carry so much wood. I did I did a duty without expecting anything in return. That was his definition of good. And I think that's something very powerful to kind of implement into your life. But I think we should probably go back to the main topic of this podcast of mental health awareness. And, um, yeah, definitely. I, it, it starts, there's a starting point to it. And I, I like how, how we mentioned everyone's different. We all go through it i kind of i don't really know a good way to explain this but and forgive me if i offend anybody like this because it is a serious topic but you know how people with cancer you know like lls or um, which is leukemia or you know pancreatic cancer Mm -hmm. and they're survivors there's like a little community with that Mm -hmm. you know with the ribbons and each one has different colors I kind of have that sense with mental health, especially when, like you, you survive a deep depression, you, you kind of get put into a like a survivor pool, right? yeah. you know, like, yeah, hey, like You're not necessarily a
0: statistic, but you're you're someone who made you it. Out beat of this. Yeah. Yeah, you beat the odds. Yeah, you beat the
2: odds. I kind of have that feeling with the same feeling you get once you beat leukemia. It's the same feeling I have with mental health. And I know it's not on the same level, it's just, this is how my brain works, but I think it all starts with going back to like not controlling your thoughts and like having uh, bad days, a lot of bad days instead of good days. But at least with me, how I describe it for people was like, there's like a mini version of me and it starts out as the size of, you know, like an action figure. Same, same exact proportion as me. Same physical features, same height, or like it's proportional as like an action figure, but it's all black. It's mm-hmm. completely black. It's uh, you can't see anything through it. It's like a completely black figure, and then uh, I like acknowledge him. Like, hey, that's that's Angelo. That's the devil mm-hmm. version of me. He travels with me everywhere I go, and then when it's when I'm not distracted, like how you mentioned. He speaks to me, mm-hmm. and then that's where all the bad thoughts go. And that's where all the negativity. That's where all the uh, ruining my self-esteem. It just gets built up and built up. And that's as I accept those thoughts. Key word is accept. As I accept those thoughts, he grows. And then once he gets to the point that he's the same height as me, is when I'm at my kind of like the climax of depression, which. I don't know if it's scientifically proven and like I mean I just heard it from a fucking Joe Rogan podcast I but uh, what what I heard was that there's amnesia that's tied to your depression and I believe in that because I don't remember my sophomore year and 14 mm-hmm. months after that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a blank mm-hmm. I can't it's definitely I, and I, you can uh, chalk it up to the alcohol I was taking or the drugs I was doing mm-hmm. and you know poor diet and everything that, but I truly believe until like I'm proven wrong is that my depression led to a short-term memory loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, and so like going back to that figure, it's that it's it's he walks with you every day, he's with you, uh, the voice gets louder, the taller he grows, and it's me constantly accepting the thoughts, and then what, what at least helped me was that because there was two points that I was at gunpoint I was like you know, like it's, it's done like, well, I don't want to hear him anymore and he was telling me this is the only way you can not hear me mm-hmm. don't and I like be bought into it obviously because he's a very convincing guy Since so like he bottled his like, thoughts and everything like that but at least what helped me was that <clears throat> it was the hope that it would all be over soon Mm-hmm. And soon's a very relatively term, mm-hmm. Like like Anthony and then this is a, this is off topic, but like Anthony would be like, Hey, I'm heading on over soon, I'll be at your house soon and then that's two hours later. Right. My soon is two minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. if someone calls me in the other room, yeah, I'll hey, be I'll be soon. there soon.
1: It's yeah, it's two <laughs> minutes, I'm about to come in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that
2: that mentality applies to depression in my mind. That soon is a relatively term. Right. And all you need to know all of, I, I, how I would say is that all you need to know is that it's going to be over soon. But you gotta take the steps to get there. I mean, you gotta help your brother out. All right. You gotta, you gotta, you know,
1: not coach him, kind of like coach him through the moment yeah. kind of deal, like help him out, hear what he's got to say, stuff like that. You gotta help yourself out. Right. When I say, you gotta help yourself out. Yeah. You gotta,
2: you gotta feed yourself right. You know, serotonin. Yeah. You guys know yeah. serotonin. It starts from the gut. Mm-hmm. So, when people say hey Sheldon you are what you eat you literally are what you eat because the way you feel just comes from the chemicals you get from eating mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why eating junk food is pretty shit for you you don't look bad it actually helps with your mental health that's an anch nugget right there an <laughs> nugget I like that we're
1: gonna quote that <laughs> we're gonna quote that another podcast when somebody spits a real fact we're yeah. gonna call it an anch nugget
2: but uh I you know that's like that's just my two cents on it and, like, we all can go hours Oh yeah. you know, I feel I I get that like you're over soon.
1: That's definitely definitely been a real a realization kind of deal. See, I've never been a believer not necessarily a believer in mental health issues. Like, you know, you get like some of the social media things that go on like, Oh, you know, I got this, this and this because my parents told me no when I was like eight, so that gave me PTSD. You know, I feel like it is used sometimes. It gets, that it it gets, just, over, it gets overbearing yeah. and like overdramatic and it's yeah. kind of like a crutch a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've never, the first time I ever experienced anything mentally, like kind of like mental health issue wise, I was like 14. I had bullied in school a lot. You know, I never told anybody about it. Um, you know, it was what it was. Didn't really care to tell anybody about it because, the, I mean, the way I grew up, I literally grew up fighting people in my neighborhood because I was the only Caucasian kid in my neighborhood. So, like, you know, fighting wasn't an issue for me. I can still fight you, but, like, you know, you telling me that I'm fat and fucking ugly and this, that, and the other, I mean, it still hurt my feelings, especially at, like, 14 years old. I was, like, a freshman in high school. It's just, I mean... Kids are evil, man. Kids are evil. You know, that shit kind of stings. So, I mean, it wasn't the first time I ever experienced any type of, like, damn, this kind of sucks. It's hurt my feelings, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, it got so bad to the one point... You know, fourteen years old. I was like, "Well, fuck this! I'm start beating everybody's ass." Of course, it never got to that point because I wasn't gonna let it get to that point. Uh, but I had a couple life experiences uh, revolving my mother, and uh, you know stuff like that. Which I mean, i have an open book on this podcast. I mean, I tell you anything and everything about it. I mean, long story short, my mom was like, "Hey, see you, peace." So, I mean, she's back in my life now. And, you know, I love my mom to death. I hold no grudges, no grudges about it. But, mama dudes It is what it is. Um, It wasn't until about 15, 15 that that happened. Uh, And this is a story I've never told anybody. So this is like fresh, fresh on the the podcast story I've never told anybody. Uh, So about 15 years old, um, I decided one day that I was going to kill myself. And if you ever want to actually kill yourself, please seek help. Please call somebody. Please, please do something. Um, So I decided I was actually going to do it so I went upstairs I you know, grabbed a gun my dad had a bunch of them around the house and I put it to the side of my head and I pulled trigger and it jammed it double fed one of these scariest fucking moments of my life I was like holy shit nobody knows that story I now mean, I have my sister I have my twin sister the closest person I've ever had in my life never even told her that story so it's powerful yeah so uh, after yeah, that people I, don't believe in miracles yeah after that I was like you know holy shit like Damn, I could have just died. And then, you know, we had a buddy of ours, it was it sophomore year or freshman year? Freshman. Freshman year who killed himself. So that was like the first person I ever knew who committed suicide and then it was all downhill from there. Like what? Out of our graduating class, which I graduated a year before you, our graduating class like thirty two people. Thirty people thirty two people who either killed themselves or had gotten killed. So Jeez. Yeah. it's like it's like one of those Big steps. It makes you like appreciate life. So that was kind of like my realization. Like, damn, I should appreciate what I have. I mean, I could have had it worse than you know. I could have had it way worse than anybody else. Yeah. You know, but you know, I didn't. You know, the way I grew up is the way I grew up. And there are people who grew up way worse than I did. But you know, you kind of put yourself through your own thing. You know, mentally put yourself through. Like, hey, this you don't. When you're growing up, you don't think, ah, this could be worse. You're like, well, this is fucking shit. This sucks right now. So you don't think about what could be worse. So that right there was like my sense of realization of like, hey. This is this. This could be better. This could be worse. You know what I mean. So that was that. But uh, honestly, if you ever ever want to hurt yourself, please go yeah, get help. Talk to help. some. Talk to somebody. A simple I friend. And I want to I mean,
0: spit you, this out there. If you ever, unless you don't want to talk to your friend or something, the helpline number is one 8255 Definitely call somebody or talk to somebody because your life is definitely worth living, and uh, no choice should ever lead you to that. And then you
1: understand the power of, like, what a friend can do. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, like... Yeah, I'm not trying to... No, no, you good. I I just kind of go back to, like, the community, almost like... I don't want to call it brotherhood, but lack of a better term, familyhood. Familyhood, yeah. Yeah. this is all of us, but I kind of feel like I have the power to look at someone who's going through depression, you know, at that moment still look him straight in the face and call him a coward, or you're selfish, I and mean, you don't know it at the moment. But when you're looking back, you're looking back at it you're like, wow. I mean, it's a very selfish a thing. Va- that was a very selfish. Oh, yeah. Thing.
1: You take your own life and you leave everybody you, else behind. Your family and, and It's a ca- it's a
2: coward's way out because yeah. you think, okay, this is the only like you're, you're quitting. quitting. You're quitting. You not. You don't want to go through the work of recovery.
0: Yeah. Life wasn't meant to be easy. I think everybody's learned that. Um, it's, it's life, there's panic, there's always going to be panic, there's going to be speed bumps, there's going to be potholes and I think it it's the breakdown of are you going to turn around and go back and do something that you, you know, you'll regret once you're gone and your family will have to deal with for the rest of their lives? Or is it something like hey, I'm going to fucking go through this, I'm going to jump over this hurdle, I'm going to roll over this speed bump and hell if it sets me back two steps so be it i'll take the next left turn and we'll go around it i feel like it's a lot of the that's the hardest
1: thing for people to do nowadays too or in general is just to roll with the punches roll with the punches is to realize hey this is i mean me especially with my situation right now like you know roll with the punches it's like yeah i understand let me roll with the punches but well we fucking it's fucking it's, it's kinda hard to get that it's kinda hard to get that mentality. It's kinda hard to say, hey, you know, hey, you have to build yourself let into me, it. I, you can't just be like, Hey, yeah, roll with the punches and it'll be good the next day. No, you know, yeah, it's definitely, it definitely something be. it's definitely something that takes time. Oh yeah. It's if nobody, that's gonna, if,
0: you, if you listen to this and you're like, Oh, I could do that, um you're a liar. I'm plain and simple. There's nobody who's mentally strong enough. Unless, now, you, unless if you're, you just don't give a fuck about yeah, it. Yeah, unless right? you don't give a fuck about life. Now not saying necessarily that you don't have that capability now that you've been through it but if you say like oh i could do that i've never been through that situation but i could do it no problem then you've never either really loved somebody or had something mean that much to you or never done something for yourself instead of reflecting it off your family or anything like that because everybody everybody has to establish themselves mentally and make yourself stronger every day. And you could be strong right now, but you have to strengthen yourself every day. And I think that's what a lot of people lack to realize is that you need to do mental exercises every day. And yeah, it's about what you eat, putting the right chemicals in your body, the right liquids, making yourself mentally aware of like, hey, yeah, I want to go out and do this today and be good. Or I want to at least change one person's life or change this in the world or vice versa and go from there but if you think that you can just do it and roll with the punches and not get knocked down or not get busted by a hurdle or fall in a pothole you're sadly mistaken and i think a lot of people fail to realize that yeah. and not only just because you know you break in mental mental awareness breaks down into a bunch of things you know you have panic shank phobias You know, things that scare you you've what got is
1: that a uh, rocky quote uh life's going to knock you down but it's all about how you get back up and yeah excited. it's it's not
0: about how many times you can get knocked down. It's about how many times you yeah, can get you back really up. The fuck yeah. up. Yeah, I fucked that all <laughs> up. I fucked it up. I mean, men- mental health. It's, there's OCD is a mental. You know, yeah, it's a mental I mean, there's thing. definitely eating a lot of, disorders, anxiety, stress. It's all. I mean, if you're a person who says you've never struggled
1: with some type of mental health issue, you know, I feel lying. like I feel like that's kind of a lie. And I, I mean, I was that person. I was like, you know, I've never, never had to struggle for anything because I suppress everything.
2: Yeah. See, I I don't want to say lying. I think it's the lack of self awareness. Yeah. I like, submit. Yeah. You don't really yeah. understand the situation you're in. Maybe. We'll yeah. Get to, like, the two a line is kind of a little bit of that Suppression. Word. But uh, it's, it is what it is. But uh, I mean, what what I would have to say is kind of go back on, like, oh, I can do what he did. Like, I know, like, I can get through that. I, I personally believe every test that each person faces has a common theme in them that we so we can relate to it, we can have pity, like understanding that, like, oh, Ashkorn's going through this, I kind of went through something relatively similar so I understand what mm-hmm. he's going through. Each test a person goes through has that same, a common theme, but each test is personally designed for that person to make them stronger. So that's why I don't really understand the whole why. Well, He's going through that's so simple. I can easily mm-hmm. through that. It's his. It could be like a. Let's just put it like on a scale. His, for example, Sheldon could go through like a level two. Yeah. Uh, that's test. The, yeah. Exactly. That, but that level two test
0: is. A level ten to somebody else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You never, that's why you never know what somebody's going through unless you're going to be the person to ask them and help them. You can't judge them, you know. That's what I definitely agree with. that there's always a common. There's a common test, but you don't know the depths of... It's personally designed. Yeah, for them, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of situations... People hate... I mean, I, I know for a fact he hates his situation. I hate his situation for him. He hates my situation. I think no one likes a, a weakening mental situation. Uh-huh. But it's, it's how you take it, and, you know, I've been trying to instill in him, you know, take all this stuff negative with a grain of salt. Take note of it. But use it as fuel and we're going to burn it and you're going to become this person. I can't tell you what to do with it because what I do with what I would do with it may be the complete opposite of how your mental state and body will take it. But it's like, Hey, I did this, run it through your head, run a couple of tests. You have errors. You know, it's not about how many times you get hit. It's about how many times you're going to get back up. And you know, if it fails, get up and do it again. And I think everybody should be aware of that. Because it's something that you have to do. And sometimes you need to put yourself in those situations. It's like, hey, how strong am I really, you know, mentally? How, if somebody was to say this to me, where am I at? Because, like, you know, middle school for me was, I wanted to kill myself. There was one guy in particular, I mean, I got bullied all throughout. it. You know, I I was skinny as hell back then. I had a huge nose. And everybody was, you know, just roasting me. Your nose is this and that, and you're. I thought about your Gazoo Nakoo picture. There's a, so when I went to the Army Academy, there's a, my drill sergeant made a hellacious picture. You remember Gazoo from the Flintstones? Yeah. So he like perfectly edited my face into Gazoo (laughs) Nakoo. And so my last name is Nakoo and he's like, oh look, it's Gazoo Nakoo. But I rolled with it, and I loved it. It was funny as hell. It just sucked, because, like, he'd print out pictures. And, like, I'd walk into the辛- <laughs> the barrack after we had a GI day or something, and the barracks would have pictures of Zuzun and spa- all over it. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'd get in there first and try to rip them all down. And he'd be like, nope, half-right face for trying to destroy my property and stuff like that. But. Damn. Like, middle school, but, man. I mean, this is one of those things you can think about to laugh. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's like, drill, and especially, yeah, like, then I thought it was funny, too. I mean, I was like, damn, he's kind of making fun of me, but it's like, it's the drill sergeant. What are you going to do? like? But now I look back, and I'm like, it's just hilarious. But then, you know, I'm breaking down, and I'm like, I hate bullies, but at the same time, I thank that guy, not for bullying me, but for making me realize, like, my mental state was weak, and I wanted to take the coward's way out. And I wanted to do all these things and leave my family with hurt and all that because I didn't care. I was like, I just don't want to be made fun of anymore. I didn't love. I didn't like going to school at all. So I was like, I was in love with the fact that I could, I could take my life and just be done with all this. And I'm glad that he made me the my, he t- gave me my test. You know, someone else's level two test for me was a level ten, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'd get off the bus and I'd take up until the very last second before the bell rang that I had to be in class. I'd avoid the hallways that I know this guy would be in and this, that, and the other. And finally, about the eighth grade, I was like, you know what? Fuck this, you know? And I made myself realize, you know, people are going to say things till the day you die. Whether it's bullying or they don't like you, or some of these people want to be just like you and they want to belittle you so they can become better than you and this and that. But it's like, okay, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt and I'll use it. And I'm just going to keep doing the best version of myself that I can be. And if that's a problem to anybody else, I mean, be I, I'll tell anybody, you know. People are like, you know, I was talking to one guy out and I tell people this all the time. I told them in the street. He was like, "Man, i want to be like you when I grow up." And I was like, "No. Be don't ever be like me. Be better than me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you or your little brother or your, don't ever be like me. Be the best version of yourself that you can be and 10 times beyond that. And when you get to that, go another 10 times beyond that and keep going. Cuz what is perfect? Find find me one thing that's perfect can't that's why i would tell people until the day you die strive to be the best version of yourself that you can and for men's health it's i tell myself every morning i want to be a stronger mentally physically emotionally man than i was yesterday
1: i'm glad you brought up the men's health. that's a little got a little stats for you right here on just mental health for it's a men, nugget. hand <laughs> nugget so Eighty four percent, or eighty four men a week, take their own lives. Did y'all know that? Eighty four men a week. Seventy five percent of suicides are men.
2: Yeah.
1: Twenty five percent of the men that live with mental health do not get do not get help.
2: yeah
1: And uh, was it twenty five percent of men also live with mental health issues? So you mean to tell me? I mean, men's mental health is mental health alone is a big thing. But you know, I also feel like. Men have a strain on their mental health. I mean, with society and everything, yeah. you're you're told that you you have to be the provider for the family. You have to work this kind of job to support this kind of family. You you know you have to be the biggest, the best, the baddest, the strongest. The you know there's really not any time you know, and I feel like as an adult man, like there's really not that time for you to sit down and break down, like you know, not necessarily break down, but like sit down and like be alone, like have that time to think and figure out figure out your thoughts cuz you're always ripping and running. I mean, you have to you have to figure everything out. You have to be the provider, the supporter, the
0: I think a lot of that this that, has to do the with other social stuff, like social media, man. Like everybody, you know, you look up to these celebrities, so-called YouTubers and all this stuff. It's Like, "Oh, they have the perfect life. They have this badass hot fuck girlfriend." Huh? So fuck you, Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I want to have that. I want to have this. He doesn't have a worry in the world. Da 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 He's got money, and it's like, okay, that that was his test, and he took it to run with that. But it's like I feel like not all one hundred percent social media has led to this. But it's like, oh yeah, like it's led to where you should be the guy who your girlfriend comes to, your wife comes to, your family comes to with their problems. But it's like, who do you go to? You know, what What happens when you look at yourself in the mirror, and I was like, shout out to David Goggins, you know, you, your challenge mirror. Yeah. You look in there, and you're like, the first post note on there, what the fuck are you doing? You don't know.
1: Also, just, men are more likely to take their lives during the holidays, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's so much, so... I kind of got Nance Nugget for oh, all of when you guys gave man, me weird you, you were dropping me, me, me. Were dropping dogs you on us tonight me, you guys gave me a little bit a lot actually a lot of stuff to um, unpack but so I'll go first with kind of just like a sociology um, perspective from, from both angles from uh, how you were talking about um, you know this how society the standard society set for men and the social media aspect so I'll first start out with the uh, society so it all stems from uh, we can all agree that we're the product of our parents parent or parents which single family or both whoever however you were raised but we got to un- also understand that your parents are the product of their parents okay and this all stems from the atomic family are you were you familiar with the atomic family so basically Atomic family gets its name from the Cold War Cold War era, where uh, the white picket fence family, you know, the American dream. Right. The dad's the breadwinner, the mom's a domestic wife, right. and she takes care of the kids. And that's all it is. The dad comes home, and he uh, his laundry's done, the house is clean, and dinner's gonna be ready in five. And then uh, he doesn't, cause he works so much, he works so hard, he doesn't have enough time or energy to take care of the kids. That's what the wife's for. And then slowly as society progressed, women's women role expands outside of the household and it goes into um, the workforce. Okay. This is where see the introduction of like nannies and yeah. daycares and shit like that. But the dad the dad role never really changed because he's stayed a breadwinner and he pounded that into the son. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so the son, now as he grows up, he was like, okay, my dad raised me like this. Uh, I gonna I'm gonna take majority of what he taught me, and I'm gonna add my little twist. This is where you see um, the introduction of going to college, you know, because in the comic family, college wasn't really a thing, and now in the eighties, they want you kid to go to college. Okay. The cat's water. That's crazy. So, <laughs> just just to just to fast forward through everything, so I don't go through every decade. The common theme has always been.
1: Men are the breadwinner.
2: Men are the breadwinner. Okay, and you stay silent. Yeah. A promising thing that's going on is that mental health is being brought home as we're getting older, as probably since we're like 17 or 18, mental health is becoming talked more about from the male perspective, Right. okay? So what that means, what's so promising about it is that we're gonna be having kids three to eight years, okay? Three to eight years is a good range to assume that we're gonna have a kid or two. Mm-hmm. What, 20, so must be 27? 28, eight. Thirty. yeah. So between, or twenty six to thirty one. So between that, you know, I, I I'd hope to have a kid or two during that. But. I th- I see a. A biblical like change in the way society is going to be because we're going to be the adults raising our kids with mental health at its core. That that's never been done. Right. That's never been done. Mm-hmm. Not with our parents. Not even with uh, the people who are thirty five. If you, I would say, if you're under thirty five right now, and you haven't had a kid, you're gonna be raising it with mental health at its core, All right. which it's very promising because now our kids are gonna be a more modern approach. We're the modern family. That's yeah. coming out. Be more in tune to exactly, feelings exactly. and that. Exactly. And so that that's like that's that's the transition. And I mean, like it had to happen for us to get here. But going on to uh, the social media part of it, I think I think people are st- I hope people are starting to figure out that social media is just a highlight reel mm-hmm. of everything you see. And uh, I think this is where I do use the term toxic. I don't really like saying toxic. But the toxicity in uh, s- social media, like A perfect thing is that, and I don't want to, I'm cool with people expressing themselves the way they want to Mm -hmm. ourselves, especially females, but the things you see, the, like the underwear posing or the Mm -hmm. bikini posing and all that stuff, and this, this just goes to show how much pornography is fucked with our heads and how numb we are to it, those content that we're seeing on the daily basis as we scroll from fitness girls or Mm -hmm. bikini girls or anything like models is the exact or a step i would just say exact the exact poses or image that our grandpas would jerk off to it was that that they were seeing a magazine and and that was enough to get him aroused Mm -hmm. So that just puts in the context of how numb we've gotten to to, see to seeing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just go that's just a whole nother thing with mental health is pornography. But to stick with the social media, it's created such a high standard that we don't realize that this standard is a highlight reel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That it can't it can't be reached the only, we, the yeah, only some way the only way stuff's be, unobtainable. Yeah, the only way it can be reached is through editing. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady you can look up that like, he's the greatest of all time, and you get his highlight reels, highlight, reel, highlight reel, highlight reel, highlight reel. So when our grandkids, we show them Tom Brady, that's all they're going to know. Mm-hmm. They're not going to see the fucking four pick six that he's throwing. You're not going to see his flaws. He, he yeah. Leads, yeah. It's catered, it's catered
0: for the best view that you can have. Or he's lost, what, four or five Super Bowls? LeBron
2: James, obviously right, right. the greatest. You know, they, don't that. they don't point that out. Oh, yeah.
1: unless you're LeBron James, and they point that out every day. But that's yeah. but that's
2: the standard that we're in relationship. This is this is what the boys are looking. At, the men, the females. This is what they're looking at. And this is what they. This the, is what I want that to that be. Thing, yeah. And I think that was my flaw in my relationship was that the perfection you were constantly chasing perfection like oh this is what it has to be. I got comfortable in the highlight reel and but so did my partner and we were like thrown off with like what's this what is this trouble that we're facing yeah. what is this conflict that we're having yeah, yeah. they don't talk about this mm-hmm. what's, what's this bullshit
0: why something must be wrong yeah, well, this? Yeah. It, it it it's the most interesting thing yeah, to me it's, it's very it's beyond interesting it's you know how do you establish a relationship off of you know say you take jake paul for example the man has a girlfriend every other week beautiful and it's like damn like oh i want that so like, okay the first thing you're doing right there is you're basing off of looks yeah then you're basing off of how does he have so many women how did you know how does he have this money these houses these cars and it's like why why do you need that why can't you know you go to the mall you go to a restaurant and you're like hey you know how are you? My name is so and so. You know we're gonna grab a drink. If not, no, no big da 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 da. You know and nowadays it seems like that's not good enough. It seems like a true, a, a true, true person, person isn't is what's yeah. Wanted. It's like oh, I want I want a man who you want a million dollars has has a country club membership and does all this and not not saying all women are like that or anything like that, but it's just like a lot of it seems like more more than not people are more interested in the fact now of having
1: pleasures than they are having a real yeah, person yeah
0: and it's for me and I've for, I believe everyone at this table it's the human interaction it's the human nature it's the human senses you want the feel you want to talk you want the you know for people the okay. love language you know words of affirmation all that so if you want all that and not to just you know yeah. lay in a bed and go go straight to TikTok go straight to Instagram and look at all these people who are expressing things that aren't reachable which is not saying that you know you can't have these things. You can't have money, nice cars, all this stuff. It's just you should never want to be like somebody else. You know, kicking back to saying you know be the best version of yourself that you can be. Social media has made it to us where you know, oh, so and so doesn't have any tan lines. So and so has a you know a fat butt. So and so has a, a you know a curvy waist and excuse Lona's burp right there. Um, it, it, it all breaks down on oh, how they look or what they're yeah. driving or what they're wearing. What you they know. have to offer. So yeah. And it's what do you
1: you have to offer me,
0: not... I think for everybody at the table, you know, it breaks down into the cognitive and, you know, mentally, what do you have available? And what do you have to offer? And emotionally, what do you have? Because, you know, if we're together, I want 150% of you. I want I want the bullshit that comes with you. I want, the, you know, the baggage. And I feel that like happens. that's what a lot of people don't want to stick around for. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people have never experienced that,
1: it. That, hey, this is what I have to offer. This is my baggage. This is what I come with. You know, yeah. This is going to be a fight. I mean, everything's a fight. Your whole life's a fight. I mean, you fight to get where you want to be. You fight to get the person you want. I mean, you fight for whatever you, you want in your life. I feel like a lot of people don't want to stick around for that anymore. A lot of people just want... You know, I want this and I want it now. It's instant gratification. Instant, instant yeah, gratification. To, in the I don't wanna I don't wanna have to work for or it or it, for it, or I don't wanna you know, have to be uh, part of that, you know, struggle to get there. I just want it. I want the the now.
2: Well I think So a good saying that um my friend Tim said on my podcast, The Last Parking Spot nice little little plug there (laughs) he said that his dad told him that there's two reasons why people do what they do either one they don't know which means like they're undereducated or they're ignorant to the situation or two they don't care so I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and I think my opinion the best way to get through that instant gratification that you might see in a potential partner is to teach them like just assume that they they don't know that this is all they know is the instant gratification. Right. So this hey, mm-hmm. but you need to expect bred into the, the, yeah, and you it. Yeah, you got you gotta expect the hundred and fifty percent of me that I get this good and the bad, you get you get the baggage, you get the student loan debt, you get the emotional trauma I've been through, you get all that stuff. But you also get the good and like, we work through this. Yeah. Or they just don't care. And that that don't care part is when you have to cut them off. Mm-hmm. But I think What what I do want what I do want people to take away is that there's a process to this. So like we've talked about getting into a depression, we've talked about being in the depression, and we kind of talked about like getting out of it a little bit, but I, I would say the common theme from like what I've been hearing from you guys is like be the best, be be your best, be your like emphasis on you you. individualize yourself you and the audience might be asking and you like you never know who's going to hear this it might be a person that's going through it right now like hey hey half cocked how do i do that and another angie nugget we can say is that one is you got to Angel, guys, Angelo Nugget. Yeah, Angelo Nugget. Angelo Nugget. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. Episode that, one. Yeah. So, I oh mean, I don't want to... I, I can go in there. I can <laughs> explain that after the episode. <laughs> but, um... It takes... How, how I see it is that being the best you takes establishing who is the best you. For me... I took that as, back in March, my entire life flipped upside down, kind of got out of my comfort zone, and I took 10,000 foot perspective. I, per- I personally believe God took me in my sleep 10,000 feet above where I was at, and said, hey, this is the route you're out, this is the route you're on, this is where you need to be, this is what you need to do. And what he told me was that, write down where you want to be. You have the entire opportunity, like I mentioned to you, that the whole field, the whole field of life is in front of you, open. Nothing's holding you back. But you, the only thing holding you back is you, you deciding so, who you yeah. want to be. So write down who you want to be, and I said, okay. Well, uh, they they say this in it's kind of like a little, little little tip and a little nugget, which one getting my thought from? But they say in this relationship book that if there's tracing you want of the person you're looking for. Like, hey, I want her to be fit. I want her to read. I want her to um, cook. I want her to be able to uh, do laundry. A lot, a lot of basic things. I hope those are all part of your list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That should be basic. I hope that, no, that's not I mean, part it's of it's your criteria. It's, it's, it's a simple it's like, thing right yeah, there. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm just coming top of my head. But like, what, what she says is that, hey, instead of wanting those things out of somebody be those things. Mm -hmm. And I've always, and I took that and I always thought like, man, I've always wanted to say i read a book a month. Or I always wanted to compete in a men's physique competition. I always wanted to uh, have a podcast. I always wanted to get my master's. I always wanted to teach. I always wanted to have an impact on somebody. And like, it took, I don't know why it took my dumb ass so long, but those are all I, I always wanted to, that you have, those phrases that you always make, like, oh, I always wanted to cook a, a chicken fettuccine. Yeah. Something like that. Hey, dumbass. Go do it. That's, that's the best that's version of is, you. yeah. That's the best version of you. What you always wanted to do, is, what you should be doing. And, because, you shouldn't feel like, there's, there's many people that feel like it, because I felt like it. I was stuck. I don't know what to do. It's, what i always wanted to do is what you should be doing and that is the step that you should take into becoming in the recovery phase of your depression is becoming who you want to be or the recovery phase of a fallout or a um life turns upside down and you don't expect life to go the way you want it to go that's the open field and one last thing because i i, mean, I wanted to say this uh because my, my head constantly runs but i wanted to say this a couple Topics ago, but uh, there's this law in life called the law of the slingshot. Okay, so from a personal pers- uh, like from a person perspective, you're in a slingshot. Okay, and I don't know if you guys like play. A, this game in a kid next door on Cartoon Network where you slingshot a gerbil, and you gotta go through <laughs> this shit. This is what I think of. So you're constantly pulling the gerbil back, which will replace it with you. All these pullback and all this tension is fired from a job that's a pullback girlfriend broke up for me pull back Uh, loans are coming out pull back Uh, just broke my foot pull back you're getting all this tension from pulling back and back Mm -hmm. and back and back and back and what happens when you pull a slingshot all the way back it's it's fucking ready to go Mm -hmm. it's ready to go and the only thing that's stopping it from going is you pulling the lever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And one last thing, and I already said it, but a phrase that I really like is, "Sheldon, if I, if I told you to stand on that counter right there, that's probably about five foot tall, with the chairs you're standing on, mm-hmm. and remove the ceiling so you don't bump your head. And I told you, I tell you, to get up there, and you get up there, and I say jump." what's the next thing you're thinking of? Personally? Yeah, well, what's the first thing that pumps you at? You, you jump it from five, five and a half feet. Action. Jump. Yeah, so you, you jump and, but that's the thing. When we get to that level, and I'm telling you, jump, you're not thinking of Whatever. school, you're not thinking yeah. of money, you're not thinking of the bills, you're not thinking about the girls, you're not thinking about the car. not think about all this other stuff. You are thinking about how the fuck am I gonna land and be safe? Yeah. That's why I encourage people with their careers, with life. Let's get on that fucking. Let's raise it up to fifteen feet. So you can kind of hurt yourself. There's a little risk to it. But f- when you jump, think about how you're gonna land. Not the not the other bullshit that's gonna life's gonna come around it's always going to be there. Yeah. So why the fuck not just go with what I'm, you want
1: to do? I'm a lamb. I like that. Yeah. I like that.
2: That shit comes from, I, I don't know if this was, if this is going to be on the podcast or anything, that, but that comes from, that all comes from me wanting to be the best version of myself. Yeah, all no, this no, like, oh, oh, Yeah, we don't to edit, to to edit be, uncut, like, why, like I do are hearing is, know. but, like, going, going to the best version of myself that I can, <laughs> The seeds I planted in March and April are being sprouting, growing. No, it's like you reap what you sow. Yeah. Man, okay, so absolutely. The, seeds You're I, yourself. the seeds I sowed in April, March, April, and May are being reaped, and the best part is by other people. Mm-hmm. Like the advice I give out, it's all because of books I have read and studying I did to benefit mm-hmm. myself. The It's being the, received. The fitness thing. Is like I've had so many people reach out to me that they wanna, you know, better themselves. You know, like hey, you inspired me to take the change. I think, I think one thing that people don't realize is how much power they have to inspire people. Really, anything you do can inspire somebody, good and bad. There's, great power comes great responsibility. Shout out to Ben Parker. You have the power to inspire people. And this ties back into mental health because I, I feel like I can say for all of us, when we're at the lowest of the low, we think we're worthless. We have no value. Mm-hmm. That idea that you can inspire anybody at any moment is so powerful, meaning that you have that in you because you're human. Your heart's beating. And as long as your heart's beating, you have that power to inspire people. So don't give up. Because why would you want that to go to waste Exactly. Exactly. Look at, that. Look at you dropping little,
1: little Angelo Nuggets on us.
2: I like to call them a Caniac Combo. Because right? <laughs> I haven't had a Caniac in a while. <laughs> be oh, I bet you're you. hungry. Huh? Yeah, I'll be dropping it to other people. <laughs> let, let them have a Oh, man.
1: It was pretty solid. I mean, we got some good some little things out there.
0: Like, like we pointed out, and whether it's me, Sheldon, Ange, reach out. Yeah, whether yeah. it's it's us your friend reach out to somebody well, you know even if you're not in the suicidal state if you just need to talk to somebody you know call text hey i really and you know at that same point you can test out your friend group you can test out your family like hey, you know who can i come to with this who do you really trust Then mm. you can instill in them that hey like you know this is on my mind have you ever been in this situation what can i do when you were in it if they have been what did they do and like i was telling each other you know it's trials and tribulations you go through it a lot of times it works a lot of times it doesn't but it's what's best for you and like angelo pointed out earlier you know everybody can have the same test but it's what level of tests you're going to take and you know every person's going to have the angel and demon on their shoulders and it's you know which route are you going to take which one can benefit you the best and not everybody wants to go with the best choice at first. I know I think everybody here at the table, nobody's gone with the best choice of best choice a time or two and you know, you look back at it and you're like, Shit, what the fuck was I doing? But now you're like, now you're like, God damn, like I saved myself and you learn from it. You take it all of this stuff, you know, you take your suicidal thoughts, you take your depression, you take all your mental state and you're like, Damn, that made me who I am today and that'll make me who I am tomorrow, but I'll be better than I was today. And I think everybody just needs to take that and roll with it, you know, roll with those punches and uh, be the best version of yourself that you can. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it's like, what does that even mean? And we can't define it for you. We can only define it for ourselves. And so can you, you know, I, I can tell you, hey, be the best fucking version of yourself possible. Okay. What are you? You have to start at that. Who am I? And go from there. And I think, you know, I think we'll definitely, I think we need to have like a part two and part three of this for sure. I'm down. Because yeah. it's uh, I
1: mean, how far longer are we in right now? About an hour
0: and 15 minutes. Yeah,
1: well, an hour because we're going to take the other 15 minutes out. No, this is new. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but I mean, we can keep talking. I mean, if y'all want to do a part two and part three of the mental health, we can definitely do that. We can... Oh, I think
0: up. we ought to have like a... Three, four, five, six. Like, yeah. there's there's just so cool. many breakdowns. We I can
1: start up on a new topic or something. Bullshit around for a little bit if that's what you want to get into. I'm cool with whatever you guys
0: want. Yeah, let's take it off the, the not so serious the Not note. so
1: serious topic. Alright, so uh, I met Angelo what, two and a half years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, it was, uh... So, I mean, I've definitely seen like the ups and downs of, you know, personality wise and stuff like that, which we can always bring into a part two and a part three. But uh that house I used to live in, three four six. Yeah. That shit was wild. I had to be that was nice. one of my favorite places to be.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite places no, to be No, that that dude that was my so I was the head of all that was I was the head of that house. Yeah. Did yeah. you you came to
1: three four six a couple
2: times? Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely um wanted that house to be the cliché uh, the mm-hmm. Hollywood house That's, that you saw I was like I was there I was
1: there for by association but yeah. y'all definitely I, I wanted to be
2: well first I had to like clear up the name cause like it got busted for cocaine and shit like that yeah. it was like it was like a bad house to be in mm-hmm. so I was like you know I can take this on I can make something <clears throat> out of it and eventually I made it to fucking I felt like I talked brought it to the peak height of three, four, six, like, yeah. everyone knew about three, four, six, like, people I didn't even know come up to me, but... I, that, my bad,
1: I didn't cut you off. There have been the times where we'd have what, or y'all, I was just there by association, but, like, parties on, like, Saturday and stuff, like, game day, there'd be people I knew from growing up that I know damn well y'all didn't
2: know, and they, yeah. they would pop up, and they'd be like, yo, oh. and I'm like, I'm f- what the fuck are you here? I'm all about bringing people together, Yeah. And, you know, I'm so I, so I kind of have this thing, this is how I know I'm different, right, Cause I dream about my wedding. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm hyped about my I do shit too. Yeah. You're like Me I too. know my shit's gonna be fucking wild, so I guess too. I'm not that different. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you different I, I, so I had this thing about my wedding. Like, yo, know, like, how funny would it be that like bringing people together, and I guess like they hook up and like kids, and you know like people are gonna be like, hey, we met at, at Angela's wedding.
0: wedding. Hell yeah. So <laughs> so I
2: had that mentality.
0: Bringing people together. At
2: three, four, six. Like I'm bringing all these motherfuckers met, together because like, they're goes gonna... like we met at three, four, six. Like, like I did that dumb shit at three, four, six. Yeah. Like I got I got this at three, four, six. Like forever. I'm I may never talk to these people ever again. And one thing they're gonna come up to me is like, hey, like I did this at three, four, six. Yeah. And like you're goddamn right. I provided that to you. Mm-hmm. I was just I always. I was always happy about being provided to somebody.
1: My greatest beer punk story is ever at uh, 346. What happened? Uh, it was a was game day. It was one, I think it was basketball too. And it was 2000, 2018, 2019, something like that. And uh, so we're sitting there playing. And this is like one of the bigger, like the bigger of the parties that like, y'all had. Because you know, usually the same group showed up. You know, the RSTC kids and all that stuff. Usually like the same, same amount of people showed up. And I just don't know what it was. I guess it was just the right Saturday. And it was fat. Like everybody and their mother were in there. So you know, we slapped the ID on the table. So, you know, I got next, and you know, I had uh, my partner with me at the time. And uh, so you know, we're we're about to play. We're about to have a good time. So we're playing, and these these guys we're playing hadn't been off the table for like four or five games. Hadn't been off the table, and they're like, all right, our right, throw. So we're like, all right, cool. So they hit. You know, they hit the match. They go to throw. These motherfuckers did not miss a cup until we had one cup left, and they both missed. So I was like, all right, bet. Watch this. Boom, hit. She hit. Balls back. I hit, she hit, ball's back, heating up, boom, on fire, she hits, on fire, boom, ball's back. So she throws, misses, and I'm like, watch this, watch this, I got this, boom, boom. I just nail every cup, every cup. It's my greatest beer pong moment ever. Like I've never, like, that was the closest to college I think I've ever gotten. Because, like, I hit the game, I, was, I looked at her, I was like, you ready? And she was like, yeah. I was like, boom, game, walked away. Everybody was like, oh, shit. Like, this was like, this was the greatest college moment ever in my life. I've never been to college, so I was like, this is, like, this is the college, like, moment I wanted. It was, like, my greatest beer pong story. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, it's cool. I I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. I like that I was able to. I'd say I, but like it was a whole group thing. But I think. What what sh- what shows my maturity is and this is why I encourage with a lot of people, especially that. Um, always think about three, four, six. Is that. That's like a close chapter. Kinda like high school. Yeah. Like I I've never really behind you. Yeah, I never really liked the idea that Yeah, it's gonna be cool if people come talk to me about three, four, six and like that's a memory, but I I just I with high school I don't like it when people just bring up High school memories, All right? And and they make you think that that's like their highlight. Yeah, that's like oh, this is a- like I rather I rather talk about like it's cool like it's cool to reflect on man Yeah, because there's it's a memory. It's a part of your life. Like three, four, six is part of my life. Like, I even had a fucking tattoo on me. But it's like a closed chapter as well.
1: Yeah. I
2: don't live there anymore. Right. Mm. It was like this is this is my
1: place for now. It went when you went.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I just think I, I encourage that for everybody in every situation whether it's like an old job or you know a lot of people when are graduating from universities you leave know, it like, where you left it like you don't want to be the, I, mean, I don't want to say you don't want to be but like you know those adults that are 50 years old that kill for another day to be at a tailgate yeah oh yeah oh
1: yeah, yeah. the people like peaked, peaked in like high school and college like those those are the and like that's the, all they think about yeah. now is
2: mm. I'm gonna K. alone like, mm. everything's UK Yeah, you know I'm screw, like, screw my really job I'm
1: a you. UK alumni like, like
2: yeah I I feel like you should live it in the moment as much as possible and then when it's done it's done it yeah. passes in the past
0: yeah it is what it is you leave it where you left it and it's a lot to the next it's a lot easier
2: said than done though oh definitely, definitely. Absolutely. fucking definitely yeah, I, def- I definitely say that. cause there's
0: even you could be years away from it you'll have a day where you're like fuck like, I miss that shit yeah. you know or you'll be around, you know, we live together. Damn, they, him and Izell, you met earlier, had an apartment. And I felt like I, I didn't even live there. I felt I like I lived there because the I was time. there all the time. Yeah. And so, like, when all three of us are together, it's like, damn, I missed that apartment. Yeah. And then four of us got a townhouse. It turned so into the, five of us. Yeah, it would turn into five of us. And when all four or five of us are together, it's like, I miss that yeah. shit but it's like at the same time like we grew from it you know each of us yeah. got significant others different. and stuff and grew into that but it's it like, was like it was like like you said it was like that chapter
1: like this is like the chapter of my life you know I enjoyed it but it was fun while it lasted fun while it lasted and here we are moving on to the next one so I mean definitely yeah, I think it plays a lot into the friendship too cause like hell I mean we've known each other for five or six years now I've known
0: too fucking long
1: I've known Ezele since hell we grew up together and I've known the uh, the other roommates since kindergarten, JJ. So like everybody's been together for like a years. Long time, yeah. Years. So like. Some you know,
0: of us used to not like each other.
1: I did not, <clears> I did <throat> not, I did not like this man. I hated him. In the <laughs> he fucking hated me. I hated him. He was. was this, he the bully? the bully? No, he no. was just. Yeah, he some, was the bully. You no know, He hurt my feelings. He too. did a lot of dumb shit with my brother, and I didn't like it. And
0: he thought I did a lot of dumb shit I didn't with his know brother. No, that you did not like it. So I like, you know what, I
1: do like him. But uh, yeah, no, we, and I think you can kind of like vouch for it a little bit too with the 346 house. You know, when you get that chapter in your life and you to get, get all those roommates and you know, you have that fun time. You're like, this is great, this is great. But then you kind of get like a little bit older, or a little bit more mature and you're like, well, I kind of want to do my own. I want in my own place or, you know, I don't want to live in a house with sticky floors or, you know, a house with four or five men, mm-hmm. you know, where you're cleaning and doing dishes every day Stuff like that, because I mean, I had five male roommates. And you had seven, seven of them, seven of them. Seven, so I mean, you know, shit gets messy, shit gets dirty. Then you don't have your own space, you don't have your own personal space. You know, stuff like that. And I, I think it like plays a lot into when we moved out of our townhouse. It was kind of like a little falling out for us,
2: like everybody. Kinda, oh, that's it, this happens because, yeah. like, um like you don't realize how. You realize how much of your friendship is built on just proximity because you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that's like how was,
0: dependent kind of.
2: That's how it was yeah. with us. We
1: we moved out. You know, we both got significant others, damn near about the same time. You know, we moved out. They moved out. Stuff like that. And I mean, we we didn't talk for like what seven or eight months. I mean, yeah. on and off. Right? On and off. We, we didn't, like, we didn't see each other. We went from, like, you know, texting every day, sharing locations, yeah. you know, hanging out every day, what are you doing this weekend, let's hang out, this and that and the other, to, like, hey, checking up on you, you good? Yeah, I'm straight. And that'd be, like, the conversation. So, I feel like, you know, a lot of times you get that chapter where it's, like, you kind of, like, lose those friends, but then you kind of gain them back a little bit as well when you're, like, more mature. Excuse me. And I, I don't know, I just feel like that kind of plays a little bit with having a lot of roommates and
2: no dude that's definitely that's definitely the position I'm at because I would say like my my venture to or my decision to move out and live on my own took a hit everywhere and actually this is pretty cool that you brought this up because it's something I wanted to drop on people but my decision to live on my own or alone led, led to lot of friendships digressing Mm -hmm. okay which is which is very common because like goes to proximity and stuff like that but what I would say is and I think this is very helpful to a lot of people and I know we we try to move away from mental health but one last little nugget Um, there's a difference between loneliness and aloneness you know, loneliness excuse me, loneliness is aloneness with emotion attached to it. Okay? So loneliness is the state you're in. Okay. I'm alone. Okay. I'm alone in my my apartment is single bedroom. I like I, I treat it like my temple, actually. Like when I get into it, I already lit my candle before I left. Like my Dishes are already clean. My bed's already made. Don't you Heavy, have to leave a candle in an apartment burning? I, yeah, no, it's like, a, it's like in a perfect spot. <laughs> oh, nothing, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> like, it's not going to get knocked over. Let it burn! <laughs> it's anything. like fire 101. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh... So when I, when I... Every time I enter it, it's like a temple. It's a peaceful place. Okay? But... I also understand that I have to take the certain... Precautions to make it a temple because it can easily become a, like I don't want to say depression, but a dark place, a dungeon like a dungeon. Yeah, 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 dungeon would be a good term. That, like, I'm trapped here, like, it can, it can become a regretful place. That's the loneliness, that's the emotion attached to it with being alone. So, I encourage people to goes back to positivity. Like, take everything you have with gratitude. I take. I start. I start my day. I wake up at four thirty now because I have to get. Because I have to wake up at that time to be able to accomplish all everything I want to accomplish in a day. So I get up at four thirty and I'm immediately speaking to my God. Which I, if you have a higher God, I would encourage you to speak to that. Um, And in that conversation, I'm immediately grateful for this day because I woke up. And two, what really helped me so much is that the idea that I know or I remind myself that there's people out there praying for what I have. It may not be my exact position, but I know, I damn well know there's someone praying to have a bed, there's someone paying. Praying to have a pot to piss in. Someone's praying to have a job. Someone's praying to have clothes, water. You can name it. Whatever you have, I, fucking promise you. Somebody there. wants it. You know? Someone's yeah. praying for that. So grateful. I'm grateful to have this. And then, I spend my time meditating. My meditating brings me down. It calms me. It sets me ready for the day. And then I complete all my little simple tasks. You know, among us, like. I do, my, I do my little make in my bed, yeah. cook my dinner, and do all this little dumb stuff before I head out the door. It's those little things that sets me up for success. All right. So when I come home, it's a temple, not a dungeon. And I don't know how that ties into three, four, six, <laughs> but I would say uh, the growth part. Yeah. I have a, So I have a hard time. I'm not the guy I used to be anymore. I think. Yeah. I think I've I've shown that not 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 that I was trying to prove it, but it was just. You can tell uh, you're, you you're different. I'm a different person. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been having a hard time, like. With the with the moving out of my own, people only know me, and like the quarantine doesn't doesn't really help either. But people only know me as. The guy that was down to go, drink all day on right? Mondays. Yeah. Oh, you know, dollar, dollar wells, shit can, shit can sundays, you know tailgate. Logan, if you ever
1: listen to this, bring your ass back so we can do shit can sunday. The guy that
2: would set up all the three, four, six parties, and, you know, the guy that was down to drink all the time. Yeah, have a box of pizza, um, fuck hoes for lack of Oof. a better term, like, do all this dumb stuff, and so I have a hard time because I have friends that. That's the only way they know me. So yeah. that, that's what they bring up. That's like so you. that new knew you. That knew you isn't, you know. The people only know that
1: that Ange yeah. or that Angela yeah. or yeah. the you Angela at that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. people don't necessarily know.
0: This Angela. is a Christian podcast. Yeah, Watch I'm, your fucking I'm, mouth. I'm, I'm <laughs> <going away laughs> people
1: people know you know Ange exactly the, or the group of people that you used to hang out with or you know whatever else they
2: know Ange they don't know Angela exactly. I I get that which which is which is tough because you know teaser into my own podcast episode the last parking spot that's twice drop it yeah, damn meh me, me, me. tr- trademark that that's twice but i don't know if y'all
0: heard that but it's called the last parking spot <laughs> three times three of them
2: <laughs> i uh pretty sure it's four i said it earlier yeah, yeah four uh might as well make it five the last hey, there long. it is but uh what i was going to say is that so those memories that that's that's the purgatory between comfort. the past and the present. Yeah, Come, yeah, com- There's nothing wrong with growing, but that those memories that bring up that like, you, you you only think about the good stuff. You don't think about the repercussions. You don't think about the hangover or the emotional attachment. Yeah, yeah with, definitely. It's all fun in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Or how bad you felt after um, having a sexual connection with a stranger, or. Or the arguments that happen because someone was drunk and you know, the bad stuff the fights all that stuff you don't realize it until you use the law of reflection you look back and think like oh wow actually that wasn't good for me yeah so that's what that's what kind of keeps me from falling back in the old going ways. back you know trying to continue to grow instead of being comfortable Like that that state that was comfortable wasn't actually comfortable right which is just like
0: <laughs>
1: there you have it folks don't be comfortable
2: hey like Future said bitch don't get
1: too comfortable don't get too comfortable
0: don't be sorry ho be careful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man anybody got anything else?
2: no I mean I, I would if we're closing it out guys I had Great time! Yeah, I yeah. yeah. The time. We're
0: definitely gonna do this again. Yeah, I think we're gonna branch part, off. Yeah. Two, three, whenever, four.
2: Yeah, whenever you guys want me, to come back on. I'm here. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah let's we do
0: it. we appreciate it. We expect five. Uh, Plugs in your next yeah, podcast. Yeah, y'all go, actual, check, actual, go cool. check out Halfcock. But yeah, once, once again, uh, shout well out to my podcast, yeah, podcast. and yours, <laughs> uh, Shout out to Angelo, and yeah, definitely check him out. His podcast is called "The Last Parking Spot." You're available on Apple Podcast. I'm on everything. He's on every platform: yeah, podcast, yeah.
1: Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. You want. I've listened to it in its entirety, so I'm gonna go ahead and just go out and tell y'all to go listen to it because it's really good. Cool. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Halfcock. Yeah, we appreciate
0: y'all for listening to Half Cocked, and uh, we'll see See y'all next time,
2: boys.